Well, hello, and welcome to The Insecurity Project. I'm your host, Jamin Fraser, and I am on a mission to end the unnecessary suffering caused by the fear of not being good enough. We've all got it. We've all got to work through it. But thankfully, there is a clear, intelligent, and complete solution to the insecurity problem, and that is what this project is all about. Hope you enjoyed today's program. Hey friends, it's Jamin here. It's 10 Minute Tuesday time. Today, the topic is what to do when you don't know what to do. I think this is a common challenge and it definitely relates to most areas of our life and especially what we believe about ourselves. Uh, Let me unpack this for you. So, you know, life happens all the time. There are challenges, obstacles, problems, choices thrown our way. Uh, And I see people paralyzed with indecision all the time. Um, stuck in uncertainty they don't know what to do and they just flounder where they are because they don't know what to do now the the way that I unpack this in my own life and thinking about how to solve problems for myself and how to know what to do when I don't know what to do is that I work from the known to the unknown uh, rather than the other way around which I think is the trap it's it's the the mistake here people often work from the unknown to the known um, so they're in a, in a place where they don't know what to do. So there's a sea of uncertainty and so much that they don't know. And that's where they start. And they're trying to get to what they know from that position, which is a very difficult thing to do because the moment you're in uncertainty, then anxiety rises, confidence goes down, um, clarity is out the window. It's very difficult to make head or tail of what you should or shouldn't do. So um, I think that the trick here is quite simple and it's to just go the other way around. So when you don't know what to do, start from the known and then work your way to the unknown. And I think you can use this idea, this simple idea, in in almost solving anything that you don't know what to do. So for instance, uh, you come home and you, you uh, don't know what to cook for dinner. And you say to your wife, what do we have for dinner? And yeah, well, I don't know what to have for dinner. But now you could have thousands of things for dinner. So you start with the unknown and you go, well, there's oh, who knows what we're gonna have for dinner. But if you start from the known, and you go, well, what do we know? Well, we've got some frozen chook, a bit of broccoli, and some tomato paste. Uh, that's what we know. Yeah, okay, well, that rules out spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, it does, and pizza, and a whole bunch of other things. So what can we make with what we've got? You know, so a, a funny example, but you get what I'm saying. Move from the known to the unknown. Someone's finishing year 12, and they're like, well, I don't know what to do. What, could I, what will I do with my life? Well, yeah, there's, there's literally you know, millions of options, choices, what you could do. You know, it's a very open space. The moment you start with the unknown, it's so easy to get paralyzed there and end up doing nothing or allowing someone else to make the decision for you because you don't know what to do. Start with a known and work your way forward. So what do you know? Oh, okay, well, I, I know that I, I probably couldn't stand to be in an office all my life. Okay, great. What else do you know? Well, when I'm with animals, it just affects my soul. It, it lights me up. And I can't see if a job with animals are outside. But I, I do know that being outside and with animals is something that's very important to me. Okay, great. You know, so all of a sudden, when you get to the known, it just diminishes. It, it drastically reduces the field of possibilities. And that's kind of the point. Because if you're deciding between three things instead of 3,000 things, all of a sudden, it, it's so much simpler to decide. Uh, so when you get clear about what you know, it just 
helps you to go, well, that can't be the answer and I can't do that. And well, that's certainly not the way forward. And so it just narrows down what you should do. Someone says, well, you know, I'm in this job I don't like, but I don't know whether I should leave or whether I should stay. Well, hang on. Well, what do you know about yourself? What What do you know about what's important to you? Huh. Uh, well, I know that I value honesty um, and being able to be authentic. Oh, okay, well, tell me about this job. Well, every day I feel like I have to lie and pretend. Okay, cool. Well, then if you know that honesty and authenticity is important to you, then clearly one of the options forward is not going to be this job because it's against the deepest thing you know about yourself. So that just very easily solved the problem for you. You don't know what else is going to happen or what other job, but you know this job is not going to be the one for you. Uh, is this relationship right for me? Again, you can think, well, I don't know. Who's the right person? Where should I go? But if you work from the known in terms of what you value in a relationship, what's important, how you desire to be treated, all these things, it just simplifies. It rules out what can't happen. Um, I, I think, too, this, this really relates to the fear of not being good enough. You, you know, so when we understanding and unpacking insecurity, you're, you're seeing more and more, I'm sure, that underneath the uh, surface level dysfunction and pain is this fear of inadequacy that drives uh, this pain every time. And so the deep question, the, the real uncertainty here that we all face is, am I good enough? And it's a question that terrifies us. And, and the answer is, I don't know for so many people. And because there's so much uncertainty around it, people get paralyzed in that uncertainty because they start with the unknown. I don't know whether I'm good enough. That's the problem here. And because I don't know, then I'm anxious about it and I'm fearful and I have no confidence and it it renders my all my other decisions, um, you know, like it, it makes them unclear as well. I don't know what to do there because I, I deeply am not sure that I am enough. So if you use the same principle, move from the known to the unknown and go, well then, what, what do you know? Um, and it doesn't even have to be what you know about yourself, but what do you know about the way this works? I think it's very useful to be a bit scientific about this and break this down to go, well, what, what do we as people know about beliefs? And it turns out we know that we're storytellers and that we each have the opportunity to ascribe meaning to our experiences. So life is not about what happens, it's about the meaning we place in the things that happen to us. And we know it's true because we watch five people all have the same experience, all come away with a different interpretation of what that experience meant to them, so therefore all have different experiences. So that's interesting, so we know that we're not the actor in the story, we're the storyteller. When stuff happens, we are the ones deciding what it means about us and why it happened. That's interesting, we, we know that, so that, that's cool because... Therefore, that means we also know that we're likely to tell negative stories about ourselves, especially when we're young. And we're telling these stories from a position of having limited awareness, limited maturity, limited emotional intelligence, all these things we know. So it's narrowing the field of possibilities here around this insecurity problem. We also know that this is a story, that insecurity lives in us in the form of a story. And because it's a story, and we're the storyteller, there must be a time before that story was told. It must be possible to go back far enough in the history of being us before we decided that that thing happened and that meant we were no good. So all of these things, it's just weakening this fear of, of not being good enough and, and drastically reducing the field of possibilities to the answer to this question of, are you enough? 
We also know that insecurity left unmanaged leads to madness. Like that, that is self-evident a thousand times over when you look at the world. People who haven't found a way to show up with confidence and be relaxed about themselves consistently make decisions that hurt themselves and others against all better judgment. That is true. So knowing that that's true, it means it's not an option not to deal with insecurity. Whatever it takes, whatever fear you have to face, if you know that unaddressed insecurity leads to madness, well, then that rules out not addressing it. So you can see the power of just this framework to bring to life when you don't know what to do, start from the known to the unknown, rather than diving into the unknown and trying to sort out what you know from there. I hope that's useful. I'll talk to you again next week. You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. I hope you found the content and conversations useful. And remember, you are not just the actor in the story, you are the storyteller. You have the ability to turn this all around. For more information about overcoming insecurity, check out theinsecurityproject.com.